You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, Episode 23, Plant-Based Bodybuilding and More. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast. We are your hosts, Sarah and... Christopher. We are excited for this one. As usual, if you want to learn about protein, if you want to learn about vegan athleticism, if you want to learn about the compassionate side of veganism as well, then stick around for this interview we've done with Corin Sutton, a professional bodybuilder, athlete, health coach, ISSA master trainer, author, public speaker, and vegan advocate. He is awesome. He spreads his message of nutrition, veganism, and lifestyle through books, magazines, blogs, social media, and radio. And if you want to take a look at him, he's been featured in a variety of magazines and books, including Vegan Health and Fitness Magazine, The Plant Built Team Cookbook, The Vegan Body Revolution, and plenty more. And he is also the author of his own cookbook, Where is the Protein Being Vegan? Corin's an awesome guy, really cool really stand-up guy, really love what he's doing, the message he's spreading, and this interview really captures a lot of different things, a variety of things that we've been eager to cover, and generally we have to get one, two, three, even four people to cover all the topics that he just covered in this entire interview. Oh yeah, super, super informationally packed, and he delivers the message very clear, and this guy's got a big heart, ex-military and everything, loving it. Yep, so... Enjoy this one. Make sure you stick around for your health tip of the episode. But let's let's get the tapes rolling on this one. Let's get it going. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with Corin Sutton. How's it going, Corin? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, everything's good. We're super pumped to have you here. I've been wanting to dive into the story of an athlete such as yourself because, well, as you know, there's a lot of misinformation built around protein and just, you know, we're going to get into that. So I'm really curious to talk about your story. Um, how, okay. How long have you been in the bodybuilding scene? Uh, I've been doing bodybuilding, I believe, about somewhere around three or four years I've been doing it. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did you get into it? Uh, with me, it was mostly just because um, during my transition, like once I went vegan, I wanted to do something to, um, you know, give back and also help people convert into veganism. So I figured like bodybuilding was the best thing to go into because I'm a trainer and I just thought like, you know, showing showing people that you could have a body, you could be an athlete and you could be uh, perfectly fit on a plant based diet, you know, just being that prime example for people, it, it'll definitely destroy myths and stuff like that, that a lot of people think that you can't do on a plant based 
diet. Absolutely. And, and how does, how did people respond to that when you first brought that on the scene? Um, you know, a lot, I mean, even to this day, a lot of people are, are very surprised, you know, especially, uh, other competitors, uh, when I, when I do shows, you know, a lot, of, a lot of other competitors are, are even surprised too, because they're like, wow, you're like, you're natural and you're on a plant-based diet. I mean, that's ridiculous, you know? <laughs> and, um, they, they're very, uh, you know, and it's good because, with the other athletes that I compete against, you know, and, and they eat meat and stuff, it, it definitely opens their mindset and they, they, they themselves see the quality because, you know, in bodybuilding, everyone's trying to have that perfect body and w- going against those competitors, they even see the quality, you know, they could tell from the skin color, they could tell from just the definition of my body and they could really see how much better and how, how great, being on plants can really work you know so i do talk to a lot of competitors even behind stage before we even get on stage of competing you know and they they're very interested in uh and they really wanted to know more so it definitely definitely works yeah and i'm sure i can imagine your recovery time is probably a lot quicker now that you've actually made the transition to this uh, plant-based diet yeah yeah recovery time is quicker uh mental clarity stamina strength uh, just ov- overall, uh, you know, staying conditioned is is great, you know, because it's not just being on a vegan diet. I always say plant based diet because there's a lot of processed foods that can hinder your your looks, you know, and can hinder your physique. So definitely being on more on a plant based diet, you know, consuming grains, consuming lentils, uh, doing getting protein from uh, raw plant based sources and stuff like that really helps mostly when it comes to uh, your physique and figure. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because as vegans and as whole foods plant-based advocates, I always tell people mm-hmm. that not everyone who's whole foods plant-based is vegan and not everyone who's vegan is whole foods plant-based. And when people, they they kind of assume that veganism is supposed to be this healthy, you know, lifestyle, but I've met plenty of junk food vegans, right? You know, yeah. Oreos are vegan, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's you know, when you bring in the whole food plant approach and you remove those refined sugars, refined flours, excess mm-hmm. oil, and if you can eliminate it entirely, that's where you see the true results. And then applying a vegan lifestyle to that is like, just wow, you know? Yeah. And I always tell people too, um, it's all about moderation, like all the processed foods and stuff like that. I mean, they do play a great role especially in today's society because we're trying to transfer people from eating animal plant-based uh i mean animal proteins to more on a a plant-based protein so they are great transitions but it's also about moderation too you know you can't you can't just use processed foods as your primary source of protein you know absolutely that's going to lead to a lot of health issues if you were to only survive on these processed foods yeah only surviving on it purely yeah so I'm curious, I want to dive into why did you become a vegan and when? How did that happen? Um, I became a vegan around like four or five years ago and I was in school and mostly what happened was I was in school and Jerry Roski came into my classroom and did a whole speech about veganism. So that kind of like opened 
uh, my mindset at first. And when I heard his speech, and if no one knows who Gary Roski is, he's a animal activist. You know, he doesn't do a lot of speeches anymore. I think he kind of stopped doing that. But when he did it in my classroom, it definitely inspired me. And through the speech, when I was inspired, I, d- I didn't go vegan automatically. I mean, I went pescatarian. And, and the only reason I went pescatarian first is just because, you know, it's, it's only one guy talking. And, you know, he did open my eyes and views to a lot of things. But I needed to figure out uh, more things for myself, you know. And, I, and you could say, like, I was going against my own uh, myth and misconceptions. So I had to really see if that was true or not. So it definitely made a huge impact. So with me, I definitely changed my major into it was criminal justice and then I went into exercise physiology and then I started taking tons of health courses and, you know, getting certified for, you know, a whole bunch of things, you know, when it comes to the physical uh, fitness, physical fitness field. And from there, once I started learning more about plant-based nutrition, I immediately started consuming uh, more on a vegan diet. Okay. And, and then, truthfully, truthfully, I, I don't I don't have any exact day. I mean, I didn't go on a calendar and say this is the day I went vegan. Sure. I just noticed, you know, like some people do. You know, I, how I look at it is when you start and what are you doing to really make a change. You know, so you know, even when I went pescatarian, you know, I say that's when I started to make a change in my in my diet. And once, like I said, the more I learned. I just next thing you know, I was just doing all plant based, and it was very unconsciously too. It was just, you know, I was just each day I went to the grocery store, I was buying less seafood because the more I learned, the less I was consuming. And then next thing you know, I was just doing all plant based things, and things just progressed from there because I wasn't even the perfect vegan at at first. You know, like I made mistakes. I've I've was eating low quality foods at first, you know, I was just doing like things out of the can and like vegetables out of the can and stuff like that. But the more I learned about health, organic foods, non-GMOs, then I started putting that into my practice into what I was consuming, you know. So I mean, for me that's how it really happened. So it took you, you know, a little while to find the balance that worked for you and then the food combinations that worked best with your body because I know that, you know, although we say vegan and I know it's a broad term, but, yeah. you know, some foods work better for other people on a plant-based diet and you got to find that right combination for yourself. So Is that, yeah, and you have to explore and even when it comes to cooking and things like that, you have to, you know, explore explore what type of fruits and vegetables works for you you have to explore see what type of more dishes you can make with with just plants and stuff like that so it it was a really uh interesting transition journey going through that but and even now i'm still learning more stuff you know i'm still learning more things but you know definitely right now i'm like hardcore vegan you know but Definitely when it comes to because right now I'm learning more on uh, cooking more dishes and I actually enrolled myself into a certified uh, cooking class. Good for you. And yeah, so I really want because I really want to put that. Uh, I think learning how to cook, especially as a professional, is really going to boost up my game when it comes to uh, you know writing books and stuff like that. 
You know? oh, absolutely. For sure. The more educated you can be on it and the more information you can can convey properly to the readers about that sort of stuff, I mean, good for you. That's that's fantastic. Well, and your, yeah. your, the role that you play in the vegan community, I find really inspiring. Um, and I think many people are going to feel the same way. And being mm-hmm. as transparent as you are about how it's not about perfection and it's not about an overnight switch is going to help people, you know, feel a little bit more comfortable in their own journey. Because I think we look online and we saw these super successful vegans that are just like perfect. And it might be intimidating to some people who want to transition and switch, but they're like, man, I can't do all this. There's so much to change. And it's, it's, it's so important to show people like, hey, we didn't change overnight. I don't know anyone who changed overnight. And yeah. having those resources available, like you've mentioned, is going to ensure positive growth exactly because i mean with me i transition and even through the clients that i train you know a lot of my clients uh went vegan because i don't push it on them and i don't start talking about animals unless they unless they ask me you know i i let them know but when it comes to their own personal health i mean i really i what i do is i put them do a slow transition themselves. You know, I don't really try to push it or force it on them. I really want them to feel the changes uh, themselves. And and what I've learned is that when you feel the changes within yourself, you know, it's going the transition and actually seeing why why it's so important to be vegan, why it's so important to not consume animals and you know take other animals' lives and abuse and really conduct condole into this type of uh matter you know then they're more open to it because when they're feeling good through eating more by adding more plants into their diet then they're going to see that that connection more clearer because they actually feel it you know it's like if i'm feeling good by eating more plants in my diet and then i tell you about the animal cruelty afterwards, you know, then they could kind of, they, they could have that connection a lot better because they feel it, you know, and they're more open to it. So that's, yeah, I was just going to say, it's definitely a reinforcement there. And I'm really glad that you made that point too, because I, I know that, you know, when we, when you first start out and you're like feeling really good, you want to spread all of this information to everybody. And Sarah and I are guilty of this. When we first started our journey, we were kind of maybe a little too pushy with our delivery in regards to our, the information. But now that we've kind of refined that and we've slowed down, we've kind of taken a step back, we've created Mm -hmm. this mission and our mission for our business is to empower change seekers on a transformational journey and becoming the best version of themselves. And the the key word there is change seekers. We don't want to push this on anybody. But if people are curious on getting healthier, this is the approach that we take. And we feel that, you know, the changes that we've seen through the people that um, some of our clients that we've had has been tremendous. And so we just want to bring this to the world. And I'm, I'm really happy that you're, you're taking that same approach. Yeah, because I always say that you want the ultimate change. I mean, you don't want someone just to change overnight mm-hmm. because the people that usually change overnight and they're, they go hardcore extremely fast. They're the first, they're really the first ones a year, two years later, like, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. And and then they, they start eating animals again. And then you're like, man, like, 
being vegan is supposed to be ethical, you know, and it's because they went so extreme. They really didn't fulfill the, the knowledge and everything else or allow their body to truly transition. They just saw it was wrong and then they want to go really hardcore on it. But then when they started feeling health effects to their own body, then they're like, uh, you know, because I always say at the end of the day, it's all about we live in a society that is it's all about us. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of a selfish society, you know. And the thing, and that's why I don't push it on people because I know that you have to make it worthwhile for that individual. And then once it's worthwhile for them, and once they see value within their own life, within their own health, and things like that, then they're going to see value in other life forms and species, and so on and so forth. You know, and it's sad. It's sad that I have to say it like that, but <laughs> this this is it's the truth because I mean I I was in the military for about eight years. And this is what they taught us when, because I was a military instructor, and this is what they taught us in military school. You know, like they're like, when it comes to when you're doing a class, you know, and you're trying to give someone informative information, you know, you have to, the first thing in any speech or any type of informative presentation is what's in it for them. Because if you're trying to spread a message and you're trying to get that message to stick, you know, it has to be what's in it for that person what what they're going what are they going to get out of it so that's so i took that type of mentality and put that into my work into the speeches that i do into this radio show that i'm doing now and to news articles i write everything because and and it sucks that it takes time because you know there's thousands of animals and billions of actually billions of animals are dying every day and it's sad that it takes time but I mean, we have to break down multiple layers of years of years of being programmed saying that eating meat is right for us. Eating meat and animal proteins are healthy for us. So you have to break down all these layers of lies and misconceptions for them to see that, hey, what we're doing is wrong. It's hurting the planet. It's hurting animals. It's hurting ourselves. And being more on a plant-based diet is actually better for us, better for the planet, and better for animals. Triple win. So, yeah. It sounds like um, the compassionate side of veganism is what's really inspired you to get this message across. And I'm curious because you mentioned your ex-military, eight years in the military. How has that played a, a role in your veganism in any way, inspiring it? Yeah, it played a role because, you know, just like any other military uh, service member, you know, they they joined the military because, you know, they want to make a difference in the world. You know, they want to make something of themselves. So just like me, you know, that's why I went in and I served for so long, you know, but I guess you could say once I went vegan, because once I went vegan, I kind of, uh, that's when I quit. I was in the Navy reserves at the time. And before that I did, four years active uh, service in the, in the U.S. Marines. But when I was in the reserves and when I went vegan, that's when I quit because it was just a different path for me. I, I was just, I wasn't feeling accomplished. I didn't feel like I was really serving any purpose of uh, help making the world any better. You know, I felt like I was just in a, in a business where I was just getting paid to just do um, what I was supposed to be doing. You know, but not really making a true impact. So 
why I went vegan, it was more than just uh, a health reason. It was also for ethical uh, reasons. And I really wanted to make a, a bigger change because I thought this is more important. I'm like, life is more important, not not war, not not killing people, you know, killing people and starting wars with other countries isn't really helping anything. You know, it's not, you know, violence isn't really the key. It's really peace, you know, peace, love and compassion is the key, you know. So how can I change? You know, so first thing I had to do is quit. I had to quit my job. And that was a big that was a big uh, trust me. And it wasn't as easy as I'm speaking as it now, because sure. it was something. It was something that I was doing for since I was 17 years old, you know, so that's all I knew. And for me to take that step and, and turn the other direction and say, like, you know, I want to quit this and start my own path and my own journey to really start making a change. You know, because I believe if people are more peaceful and more loving and more compassionate, then all the wars and destruction and stuff like that will will cease, you know, and if we could see love and, and and thing that really caught my eye about being vegan is that if I saw love and compassion of another being, uh, such as the animal, you know, that means imagine how how much I can spread that same type of love and compassion to other human beings, you know, because I see it because we because I at first. I looked at animals as like an anarchy, like I was better than them. But then I started seeing that we're just as equal, you know, and that we're, I'm just a human being. I'm just a, a spiritual being living a human experience. And that dog, cat, pig, cow, chicken is a spiritual being living their experience, you know. So nothing, nothing on this planet told us who we were supposed to be, you know. So we should, I think that if we all, are respectable for each other's lives you know this can make a lot more love love peace and compassion within the world itself so that's why that's when i quit become like you know i'm going to put down the guns i'm going to put down this mentality of war and destruction and really start taking the taking my energy into spreading more love and compassion and, and letting people see more value within their lives within to the planet and within other life forms it's i love that it's the transition into the divine feminine you know recognizing that the mother goddess you know our masculine and feminine energies that we have it's time for that more feminine compassionate approach to heal the world that we have destroyed in so many ways and it's really interesting um we were at a veg fest in buffalo new york and there was a psychologist mm -hmm. that i'm slipping his name right now but i'll have to put it in the show notes when i remember he okay. is a huge vegan advocate he's a psychologist and he was talking about the psychology behind vegan advocacy and how to do it effectively essentially because we have a problem with getting angry and doing having ineffective <laughs> vegan <Yeah>. advocacy <laughs> and he was talking about how one thing he's found as a psychologist is that majority of vegans have had some sort of experience with violence or death, some sort of trauma um, that has inspired them to create a more loving, peaceful place. It's almost like they're more motivated, or we, I should say, are more yeah. motivated to make sure that this pain, this destruction doesn't continue to happen to not only our planet and our animals, but to our fellow human beings as well. So I'm really glad that you brought up that point that loving our animals increases your bond with your fellow humans. Exactly. 
And I and I know that it may sound lofty, you know, with in and I'm sure that you get this a lot. Well, it's just you know, there's so many people on the planet. Do you expect everybody to adopt a plant-based lifestyle? But to be honest with you, it starts with one person at a time, and one person could have a major, major ripple in the whole co-creative consciousness. So I think it's really important that you know you just take it and you look at it as one person at a time, rather than just changing the whole world altogether all at once. Because we know that's not going to happen. Yeah, and and. Through my experience, I mean, when I first went vegan, I mean, this is what my friends and I had family members and friends and other people tell me the same thing. They're like, well, I mean, if you're going vegan, it's not going to change anything. And I'm like, well, I'm one less customer that's yep. going to be purchasing any animal products. And as long, and I'm a type of person that, you know, I'm not the type of person that's like, I'm going to do something and keep my mouth shut. I'm a type of person that once I change and I put my mind to it and I really want to spread a message, I want to say it out loud, you know, and, pr- and be proud of it. So, and that's when I tell people about other, you know, political leaders that's, that has lived, that, that's lived on this planet in the past, like, you know, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know, Rosa Parks, you know, like Harriet, Harriet Tubman, like all, all these people, all these characters, they were just one person and they created huge changes and huge shifts into the world so why can't this be the same you know they saw something that was wrong they saw something that was wrong you know like enslavement to other human beings yeah and at a long time ago they thought people thought the same people thought slavery was fine Mm -hmm. yeah have having blacks and hispanics and other cultures that was involved in the in the enslavement trade they thought that that was okay yeah, and a lot of, and it only took a couple of people to say no and convince a lot of people to think that. So things that we've been doing to each other for thousands of years, now we're doing it to animals. You know, nothing really changed. It's just we changed the type of species and who we're doing it to. You know, so it's like that's how I look at it now. Is like you know now we're getting past. Doing all, I mean, it still exists around uh, other parts of the world, but but speaking in the United States, I think that since we already evolved from all that, let's try to evolve even more into creating more peace and love within other stuff and other beings too. You know, so is I don't see anything uh, wrong with that, and I think as long as we keep continue to speak a great message. You know, the message was spread and I, I think it's spreading pretty fast. It yeah. sure is. It sure is. And I've seen the numbers grow. Uh, the more people that um, experience this this so-called shift themselves, uh, it's, mm-hmm. it seems to be that over the even over the past few years that people are really experiencing this and they're spreading it uh, to other people. And I know, again, we've seen a lot of amazing uh results from our clients alone and now they're beginning to spread the message so yeah i mean again if if more people continue to do this uh i think that you know there's going to be a really great result out of this so when i tell people like you have your body is your body like what would hurt from just experimenting see how you feel mentally physically emotionally spiritually and just explore i mean you live here one time just have fun with it and if you can make more compassionate decisions that benefit everybody around you including yourself why not just try it just give it a shot 
Yeah, yeah. Try it, or if you if you have no idea at all, just find someone that that's a professional who can actually help. Mm-hmm. You know, like so, myself. <laughs> like yourself, exactly. <laughs> and that brings me to our next question. Um, this kind of ties it back into athleticism, weightlifting, bodybuilding. So we as vegans, we get this question probably the more more often than why are you vegan? We get the question, where do you get your protein? And so I'm curious, you probably get this times 10 because of the fact that you're a bodybuilder. So what's your mm-hmm. response when people say plant eaters cannot get enough protein? Well, I always say is, I mean, first of all, I mean, no matter what diet you're on, I, I believe that here in the United States, no one's protein deficient. You know, I always I always start off that question with that. I was like, well, have you seen anyone that's protein deficient in in the United States? You know, I'm like, even homeless people aren't protein deficient. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I'm like, I think we consume too much protein in general. Number one, yeah. You know? So I always start off with that. And then, then when it comes to being on a plant-based diet, I always say it's abundance of different types of plants because we have to we have incomplete and complete proteins, and I think that's one of the things that when you see a vegan who's malnourished, they're not getting enough complete proteins into their diet. So it's really just getting an abundance of different types of plants, fruits and grains that's going to help get your protein content up there you know so but with me personally you know i usually do like tofu i do tempeh i do beans rice hummus broccoli kale you know it's just a broth uh i already said broccoli um spinach uh certain types of fruits you know it's just abundance even protein shakes you know um it's just a getting an abundance of different types of foods is really going to help get your protein up. So it's not really a question of where do you get a protein? It's just like, I always say, are you just getting, are you eating enough fruits, vegetables, and grains to get the enough complete proteins within your diet? You know, so I always say stuff like that. I'm so glad you said that because we, in our culture have an obsession with protein and that's influenced by corporate interest who's making money off of our obsession with protein you have the animal agriculture you even have supplement companies that are exploiting our you know desire for more protein and as you said there's no such thing as protein deficiency if you're getting your proper caloric intake as well as eating a variety of foods you're not protein deficient you know and as People, even in the vegan world, I still find this myth thriving. Where people are like, oh, I wasn't getting enough protein, but now I'm taking this supplement. It's like, no, you can't relate energy you know, decreases to a lack of protein. That means you're probably not taking in enough complex carbohydrates. Maybe you need a B12 supplement. Maybe you need to increase your iron in your plant foods um, or your plant foods with iron. It's not directly correlated with protein. And I think this is a myth that we need to dismantle even within our own community of vegans because spreading this misinformation is what's making it uh, even harder for people to transition. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely correct because I mean I I've had people or even clients in the past where they told me they were lacking in some type of vitamin or mineral or even protein, and when I asked them like if they said iron, 
I'm like, so you were vegan for two years and you lack iron? You know, I already know what's wrong. It wasn't the vegan diet. It was the foods that you chose. I'm like, did you eat a lot of vegetables or you just ate a bunch of processed food? <laughs> oh, I ate a bunch of processed foods. Well, no shit. That's why you didn't have any iron. You know, like you're you're not you're not eating the vegetables, whereas the vegetables has the abundance and beans has the abundance and oats has the abundance full of iron. You know, so you're you're just going to the quick fixes. You know, you're not really exploring the raw foods that's available for you, you know? Absolutely. And our bodies also work on a 24-hour period rather than a dish by dish. So mm-hmm. people are uh, have this thing and this idea in their mind that they have to have all nine essential amino acids in one meal and in order to create these complete proteins, but they don't recognize that your body works from, you know, a 24-hour period. So you can have your brown rice for lunch with beans for dinner and maybe a tofu scramble. You can have your vegetables spread out throughout the day it doesn't have to all be on one plate for you to get your proteins exactly so for our listeners if if people that are interested in making more compassionate choices and and more and transitioning to more of a plant-based lifestyle what would be your advice to them if they're transitioning to yeah. one yeah so people that are interested in, in making that switch or making that transition well, I mean, I always say first, I always say if you want to do it right, you know, the first time, you know, definitely just get a professional, you know, find find like a vegan nutritionist or dietitian. Don't just find any nutritionist or dietitian. Find someone who's more uh, educated and knowledgeable into a plant based diet, because I've even I've had people in the past who had nutrition nutritionists. And also dietitian who wasn't like really that uh, knowledgeable in the plant-based field, and they were really supplementing um, with just like uh, either just processed foods or, you know, they just say like yeah, just uh, have eggs or honey, which is clearly it's not even vegan, you know. So, so uh, I always say go to a professional. You know, I'm one. I'm a health coach, so you can always go to bodyhdfitness.com. I have. Uh, I create meal plans, workout plans, and things like that. And you can also go on my YouTube channel, uh, which is Vegan Live Fit, where I show you I have like shopping videos, uh, shopping food videos. I have educational videos, informative videos, workout videos, just tons of things of showing how to uh, live on a plant-based lifestyle and also be uh, fit and healthy at the same time. So you can always check those out too. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because we actually we have a trained uh, nutritionist in uh, I guess university trained nutritionist going through our Eat to Thrive program, our whole food plant based four stage program that we offer, and she is just blown I'm away blown away by the changes that she's experienced, and it's really opened her eyes. And you know the education that she received, she was obviously delivering this but now she's actually changing up the way that she's actually thinking about all of this so it's really nice to see that and her seeing the changes within herself is is pretty cool so yeah well yeah because yeah yeah, go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say yeah because you know some some people who's who's a nutritionist and stuff like that you know you don't know how long or when was the last time 
they actually uh, took a, a more updated course or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, you know. And I always say, you know, that's, this is why you need to really look for a plant-based one because they're going to they're going to be more knowledgeable in the field and they're going to really help you out mo- mostly versus some someone who who just doesn't know you know because some people just don't they don't know anything you right. know some people just don't know anything so it's really really important to find people with more knowledgeable in the plant-based field absolutely and one thing that i find in the you know in our education system in general this isn't just limited to nutrition or medical sciences but our education system in general is heavily influenced by corporate interest and you know our books our textbooks things like that a lot of times our you know th- funds are coming from these businesses that are making money off of animal products and you'll often find in nutrition studies that you know the classic american pyramid is obviously catering towards the interests of animal agriculture and mm-hmm. so it takes someone to kind of recognize that and break the mold to you know, do their studying further on their own um, or to go to a school that's specifically for up-to-date nutrition sciences, holistic nutrition particularly. Yeah, yeah. Well, great, Corin. You've uh, already mentioned where our listeners can find you if they're interested in working alongside you or connecting. Um, We're super grateful to have you as a part of this community of course, and I wish you the best in your bodybuilding scene. Uh, we've read off a couple magazines in our intro for our listeners if they wanted to check you out and see where you've been featured, and I've just really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, me too. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I really Very appreciate honored. it. Yeah, thank you. Bam. That was awesome. Great interview. Really informative. I just love how he touches on every point that we wanted to make. Check out all of his stuff. Check out his website, his Instagram, all those articles. And we have those that information hyperlinked in our show notes. But now it's time for your health tip of the episode. And I think this one's fitting because we were talking about protein and iron and all of that stuff. So iron. Now that's an essential mineral to make proteins such as hemoglobin and myoglobin in the blood cells, plus more. This is really important because hemoglobin is the protein present in red blood cells that carries the oxygen from our lungs to our tissues, and the myoglobin helps to supply that oxygen to our muscles. So it's obviously very important that we get iron in our diet, and a lot of people worry that a plant-based diet does not provide the iron because we are told that you get iron from red meats and other animal products. Cacao! (laughs) I hear a cacao bird in the air. Cacao! (laughs) That is your first plant-based food that you can find a whole lot of iron. Cacao, dark chocolate, cocoa powder. If you can get raw cacao, that's the best. That's going to be packed with iron. Ecuadorian, Peruvian cacao, premium grade stuff. Uh, Nativas Organics, we really like that company. Check them out. Terrasol, another good company. Check them out. And other plant sources that you can get good iron is any kind of dried fruit, particularly peaches and apricots. 
dip those in some dark chocolate, sugar-free dark chocolate, and then you've got even more. Uh, blackstrap molasses, believe it or not, that is packed with iron, and it's much healthier than your refined table sugar. Um, this, my favorite source of iron, is our dark leafy greens. Spinach, anything dark, Swiss chard, collard greens, kale, which is technically a crucifer, but we treat it like a green, turnip greens, all of these cooked, slightly cooked, maybe steamed, will help to really deliver that iron. Um, spirulina, as we've mentioned before in future or previous episodes, tofu, try always get organic tofu don't even get genetically modified always get organic whole grains barley rice bulgur buckwheat millet quinoa get those whole grains in your diet legumes beans 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 nuts and seeds these are all really good sources of iron and with that said you can see that this is just like the top 10 the iron is found in so many plants it's if you're eating, as we'd mentioned with Corin, a wide variety of plant foods and getting enough calories into your diet, you're not going to be iron deficient. You're not going to be protein deficient. You're not going to be deficient in anything if you're eating a wide variety of plant foods. Now, as he had mentioned, if you're surviving off of packaged processed junk, whether you're a meat eater or not, you're not going to get all of these vitamins and minerals and essential you know, nutrients. So look in your pantry, throw out those boxes and pre-mixed junk, get rid of it, go to Whole Foods and get you some nutrient-rich plants, fruits, and just whole plant foods. Boom. And there you go. Of course, always consult with your physician if you think that you might have something more serious, such as anemia, and talk to them about a good way to get this iron and resolve this issue through a plant-based diet. You'd be surprised how good you can feel. And lastly, we have some really exciting news. We actually have been just invited to the Charlotte Veg Fest. So if you're in the Charlotte area, you can come and find us. We actually will be a sponsor. So there's gonna be, for the first 200 people in the door, there's gonna be a nice goodie bag and there will be a nice Soul & Wonder coupon in that goodie bag. Along and, with many other super cool vendors and businesses. Yes. And we will actually have a table there and we will be speaking about our Eat to Thrive wellness program. And as we've mentioned before, that program was set to release on June 1st, but we have bumped it up a month. We've gotten all the materials. Our test group is, man, are they just killing it right now. The testimonials we've received and they're only like halfway through made us cry. We're not even kidding. So we are really excited to bring this to everybody on May 1st. It will be released. But in the meantime, you can actually, if you don't really know, you, you're not sure if you want to enroll or you don't, whatever, you can go to our website, soulandwonder.com slash eat hyphen to hyphen thrive, eat to thrive. And that will give you all the information you need about the program. And you can actually schedule a free wellness consultation with Sarah or myself. And we will be here with you along the journey. So please check that out. If you have any questions, let us know. You know where to find us. And until next time, have a wonderful day.